primarily discusses Tomas Rekev, what constitutes Tomas Rekev, teeth, hear the nails, the heel of the mace, what about a fetus, regarding a mace, chaser, if there's a piece missing, does that count? We begin. The Gemara asks, what is Rekev? We said that Rekev is one of the Tumas that, that the Nazar is Matama from. The Gemara says, in order for this corpse dust to be counted as Rekev, it has to be from a mace that was buried entirely naked in a box made of marble or on a stone floor. That dust will be considered Rekev. If he was clothed, if the mace was clothed, or if it was in a wooden box, or if it was on a floor, not of stone, but of bricks, that mace will not have rekev. The dust of that corpse will not be Thomas Thomas Rekev. So Ula now says that you could also only have rekev if this dust comes from three things. Basar, Gidin, and Atzamas. It has to be flesh, sinews, and bones. So Rava asks Ula, we, said, we learned that Rekev that comes from Basar is Tahar. It sounds like if it comes from bones, it would be Tameh, even though it doesn't have Basar. So Ula would answer that what we were learning there was that Rekev that comes from Basar is Tar unless it also has bones. Wait, but Ula, you said it also needs Gidim. Well, yeah, if it has bones and flesh, it's also going to have sinews. Next, Rav. Moral Bar Abba tells Rabbi Yechonon, if we have two mason that are buried together, then we have something called Galgalin. Galgalin is something that removes the power of Rekev. So that since there were two bodies together, that dust won't be Rekev. It has to be only one body. Nasan asks, how could you say that? We learned that if Rekev comes from two Mesim, it is Tameh. So Rava answers, what they were talking about where they were buried separately and then afterwards the dust was combined to create a, a ladleful, a spoonful of this dust. But if they were buried together in the first place, it won't be Matame. Rabba Barbachana tells Rabbi Yechonon, if they shaved off the hair of the mace and then buried it with him, that disqualifies, prevents it from becoming Rekev. Another mission that tells us that everything that comes from a mace, from a dead body, is metame, except for the teeth, the hair, and the nails. Unless they're attached and they're part of a body, then they're also metame. But if they're detached, then they're not metame. So Chizkiah asks, what happens if the mace has hair that needs to be cut off or nails that are ready to be clipped? Do we say since they're about to be cut off, they're, they're ready to be cut off, it's as if they're detached and they're not matame? Or do we say that the mice are there attached so it wouldn't be considered a foreign substance? So the Gemara says, why don't we answer from Rabba Barbachana? He said that it's matame because it's cut off, but if it wasn't cut off yet, then it's not matame. So here also, when the Gemara says you can't bring a rye from Rabbi Baruch Hanna because he was saying that if it's cut off, 
then yeah, it's going to be disqualifying the Rekev. But if it wasn't, he has the same question as we do. So we don't answer that. Next, Rav Yirmiyas asks, what's the halacha about the Rekev, the corpse dust, that comes from the heel, mostly from the heel? Do we say that you need to have Rekev from the entire body? Just comes from the heel, not? Or maybe there's no difference. You just have heel dust. The heel is very thick and it has no chius in it. Maybe it also won't turn into Rekev. Gemara brings uh, Rev Nosan Oishia. It says that if Rekev comes from two separate mesim, it's metame. But now, if you're going to tell me, if, let's say, we go with the side that the heel Rekev doesn't count and it won't be metame, then why don't we say that this combination of dust from the two mesim both came from heels? Gemara says, what would be the case? If the entire maze is decomposed, then yeah, we would say that it's metame. But over here, we're talking about a case where one limb was decomposed, and this dust is coming from the heel. Only the heel. This the Gemara leaves with a teku, an unanswered question. Nestor Yermio asks, what about a fetus within a a woman who passed away, would that fetus disqualify the woman's body from becoming Rekev? Would it be Galgalim? We do say that, ma- that uh, an Ubar is Yerach Imai, so it would count as part of her body, so maybe it won't interfere with Rekev, or maybe, at the end of the day, this Ubar is supposed to come out and be a separate body, so it and the interference. If you're going to go with the tzad, that the baby is a separate entity, what happens if we find shechvas zera in a woman? Over there, do we say that, that, that since it hadn't turned into a baby yet, counts as a part of the woman's body? Or maybe since it is a foreign substance, it'll interfere with the rekev process. The Gemara asks another question here. A papa asks, what happens with the, with the lacha of the, of the waste found in the mace's body? We say that since a person can't survive without eating this waste, it counts as part of the body, or maybe it's a foreign substance it's supposed to leave. Maybe that will interfere with the rekev. You need an absolutely natural, untainted body to become rekev. Ach asks, what's that lacha with the or? Some have learned that this is referring to phlegm. asks, what about phlegm and mucus? Would that interfere or does that count as part of the body? If Shmuel Bar Abba asks, Rav Papa, you're going to say that all of these are preventative. They are galgalim and, the, and this body would not create rekev. And when are you going to ever have a case of rekev that is metame? Because everybody's going to have something in their body. Gemara says there is a case, even if they all are Galgalin, when we could have Rekev, if the, if the mace took a laxative and totally cleared out his system before dying, and you rinse out the hair, and you soak the body in Meitveria, Rogachev says this is actually what they did to Yaakov of Mitzrayim, because mummification would be also. If you did all of these processes, then even... 
if all of these substances would interfere, these three steps would remove all of those from the body and you would be able to have rekev. So next Abaye says, we paskin that if a corpse was ground up, that would not become rekev. So the Gemara asks, what happens if they ground it up and then it rots? Now you have dust, a, a spoonful of dust. Is the rekev created by means of basar gidin and atzamas? And I heard you do have those, they were just ground up. Or is it that you need a full bria? And I heard you don't because it was ground up first. Gemara answers with a teku. The, the Elio Navi will answer this one. Next, Ula learns in a brisa. Ula Barchanina says, if we have a mace that is missing a piece of his body, we have three halachas. Number one, it will not. This body would not create rekev, uh, corpse dust. That would be matame. Second halacha is. It would not require require tefusa, which Tosfos explains. that if someone finds a mace on the road, he has to take surroundings with him to bury. That would not apply if the mace is missing if it's chaser. Third halacha is regarding shunas kavarais that if we find three full bodies within uh, four to eight amas buried of each other we can assume that that the whole that whole area is a cemetery but if one of those bodies is chaser then we would not paskin that that area is a cemetery next the gemara asks from a gemara learning about uh, comparing everman a chai to everman a mace how can you compare it the brisa says says that when it comes to everman a mace the rope of the maze or Spoonful of rekev that'll be metamabel by by Avram and Achai wired. Its rekev is not metame. Now hang on, where do you get rekev from one a there? Sounds like even by a mace or by dafka by a case of a mace, you can get rekev even from an aver one single aver of that body. Even though it's chaser, says it's not saying that dafka this mace who is chaser is going to create rekev. That that price was just saying that by mason in general we have the concept of rekev and not by chayim. Rava asks, what happens if the if the body decomposes while he's still alive? He's part of the the, the body, and then. He dies afterwards. Does the wreck of need to come from a mace that decomposed while he was dead? Or maybe now we could just say, look, I have a mace and I have decompo- uh, decomposed human body. It's true that it decomposed before he was a mace. But does, does the miso now turn this decomposition into Rekev? The Gemara goes back to that Mishnah Nidios. Dead. That when it comes to a maze, it'll be matama if you have roiv of the maze or a ladle full of rekev. But by a live animal, we don't. By a live person, we don't. You see that when he's alive, you don't have rekev. But if he dies, then you do. But the Gemara says that's not a right either because it didn't say that Dafka, this person who had it decomposing before he died. It's just saying that in the category of Mason, we have Rekev. And in the category of Chayim, we don't have Rekev. So you can't bring a ride from there.
question about decomposing before death. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.